This podcast is produced by Unedited. The lessons that I've learned is just just knowing myself, knowing, understanding, instead of saying things I don't mean or doing things I don't actually want to do, just take a second and go, this is fine. Understanding my self-worth to the point where I don't need validation from other people, I think that's so important. Hello and welcome to episode 164 of In The Moment with me, Alex Manzi. And this is a podcast designed to help you find more clarity in your thinking, stillness in your mind, and ultimately to help you experience a greater sense of happiness in your life. And having been through my own battles with depression and anxiety, I decided to create a platform to challenge the way you think and invite you to live in the moment. So on this week's episode, I am joined by Gracie, who is a singer-songwriter from Brighton, whose current single, Don't Need Love with 220Kid is at number 13 in the UK charts. And what I loved about this conversation is how brutally honest Gracie is with herself and her emotions and how she relays that into her music. Especially someone who's so young, she's only 22, but she seems so much wiser emotionally than I was for sure at that age. And I really loved it because she's very able to express that through her music, which I think is something really, really powerful. So during this conversation, we spoke about dealing with imposter syndrome, keeping mental health in check, her feeling of responsibility to share her feelings through her music and the power of being authentic with yourself. So the aim of this podcast is to inspire. So if you like what you hear in this episode, be sure to share it with a friend and spread the love. But right now, let's jump straight in and hear from Gracie. Gracie, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am all good, thank you. Just enjoying the lockdown weather. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. Have you got an outside space? Yeah, so I'm I'm uh, currently at my parents, much like what you where you were like same with you, and um, yeah, we've got a little garden, so it's I've been sitting out in the garden where I can. It is a tree. It is a tree. I do feel like I've never appreciated the weather and the outside quite as much as I do at the minute. Yeah, but I think that's that's one of the interesting things that's coming out of all of this for me personally is like actually appreciating the space. It's like where, where I am in like North London, not about maybe 15 minutes away walking. There's like a woods that you can go to. And we've walked there a couple of times with the dog and it's like, you can, you know, you can do it in half an hour. You can go the longer way. You can get lost and spend two hours there. Yeah. It's so, it's so nice to get out. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, I've never appreciated that, that place before. Like, even though mm. it's always been there when I was growing up, I never appreciated it as like the beauty that it is and like having this opportunity to just like slow down, walk around, appreciate the outdoors. I'm like, yeah, this is nice. Definitely. I feel like I've like explored my area that I grew up in more than I've ever seen it. And like, it's just crazy. Also, you must have seen so many bluebells in the woods. Yeah. Do you know what? There's some amazing, um, I think they're parakeets. So like where, where my, where I'm sat now is I've got a window opposite me and there's like, um, it's like a, I don't know, it's not quite a woods, but it's like a brook, like a walk, like through Mm -hmm. the trees. And there's a set of parakeets, like maybe five or six of them, and they're like bright green. And every oh, now and then sick. they just fly past my window or they land on the tree, like in the neighbor's garden. Like mm. they're beautiful. Like it's, it's amazing. You, you never really notice that stuff before lockdown when you're like forced to be still. So Exactly. Yeah, it's really exactly. nice. What else have you been learning then through lockdown? Uh, I mean, I've been definitely trying to... Uh, 
like develop on my music abilities as much as I can. I think that's always good to do. So I've been been producing. Obviously, you can't like co-write with anyone really. Um, so I've just been really working on like production um, and engineering it because I do produce, but I'm I'm quite slow when it comes to engineering. So that's been good and just like coming up with ideas from like scratch. It's really cool actually. Like I forget. Music's really cool in the sense that you start the day having no song and end the day having created something. It's quite yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's been it's been pretty chill to be fair. I've, I feel like I've been more busy than I thought I would when like it was first announced that we'd go into yeah. lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I think so that's the beauty, I'm... isn't it? It's like people are finding ways to keep busy in a way that they wouldn't have kind of thought about before. I mean, yeah. you know, you only have to look on like Instagram to see all like the, the hundreds of millions of live gym classes and meditation oh classes God, and yeah. fitness workouts and this and have DIY workshops. Them? Yeah, yeah. So I've, I've done a couple and I've been, I've been hosting my own meditation class at 10 o'clock. Oh, sick. Nice. Every day? Every day at 10, yeah. Oh, so sick. I think I'll, I'll, jo- I'll join that tomorrow. Yeah, do it. Get on it. Like if you sit. Actually, will you know? That'll be sick. Because I've been doing it for, I think I've worked out, it's like nearly 70 days in a row now, but bar like one or two days where I've just had it like a Sunday to chill. Yeah. Like pretty much done 70 odd days in a row, which is amazing. Got a little crew of about 15 to 20 people that come. Wow. It's nice. It's cool. The most chilled man in the world. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> try to be. Try to be. <laughs> yeah. Keep it very nice i already like the energy of this podcast is already really nice like i'm very chilled i'm yeah, just yeah. like having a good old time in in the zen world now in the zen world yeah you've got really calming voice <laughs> oh thank you i've been told that before and i don't think that so it's quite nice to hear, to, to hear that from other people's perspectives i always think that i speak really quickly and other people are like no you speak really like chilled and slow and i'm like okay yeah very chilled very chilled a podcast voice should we say um (laughs) so to to give some context to people who are listening who might not know who you are do you want to give us a few lines on who you are and what you do yeah sure um so my name is gracie i'm an i'm like a, a new artist i'm from brighton and I started my career as a songwriter for other people and then kind of like segued into my project last year and have, uh, yeah, just been releasing since and it's, it's been super fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And actually, as we're recording your latest track, Empty Love, smashed into the top 20 on the weekend, didn't it? The UK charts. How, oh, how was that? N- not empty love that was my love, i released it on uh friday but thank you for the shout out on empty love love to see it um uh don't need love that's I it don't love need love i knew there was love in this so song, close though. so close <laughs> i'll let you have that one to be fair yeah um yeah honestly that is just been the weirdest journey of yeah. that song like we really i would so basically Last year was a bit of a mental year and towards the end, um, I met T20 Kid, Will, um, mm. and we I'd like we did the song and we just released it because we, we both loved it and like both connected with it. Um, and six months later, we've just found like two new artists just bopping alongside yeah. like Harry Styles and yeah. all these huge artists. I just cannot believe it. But it shows what me, it's just like songs, isn't it? It's like anyone can it doesn't matter who you are it just yeah it depends on the song really so i'm so glad people are connecting with it and stuff yeah and how did it feel like hearing that it like reached the top 20 in the uk charts oh so mad so mad like honestly i think because i i'd had 
like top 20s as a writer Mm. and I thought it just feel the same like I was like I mean it's still like my words it's just but it's so different it's Mm -mm. so different when it's like like you just feel like it's your little baby you're just like how this is come from I think the fact that it's come from so out of the blue for us has also made it feel really special because it's just like we're the underdogs just like bopping away in the charts and I feel like um I always listen on Friday to Scott Mills's um like chart show and I I just I can tell in his voice he's like really like happy for us and it's just really nice like such a lovely energy to like feel like so supported by by obviously like radio one and capital yeah really lovely so yeah it's been weird and we cannot celebrate as like we probably would have if we went in lockdown so it's been lots of gene teas and episodes of the chase uh to celebrate (laughs) that's cool though i mean i can only imagine like you said like having a a little baby to kind of smash into the like top 20 like the only thing i can kind of relate to really is like when like the podcast for example goes into like the top 20 of the health and wellness charts on itunes it's like oh my god like and you look at all the other names that you're up against you're like oh my god there's like you know fern cotton and like all these big podcasts in there and you're like oh my god what's my little podcast doing yeah that's amazing man that's so sick honestly it shows like it's so nice to have i just i think having a platform where you can actually just chat and talk about things and and stuff it must be so nice to kind of like vent it out and stuff yeah and do do you approach your music in the same way then in the sense of like trying to because it's quite like it feels quite honest do you know what I mean so do you do you channel it in that way specifically yeah definitely I think like the way I've always kind of approached music is it's all the things I'd never say in real life like I think if you met me um like just not normal me without being in a writing session I'm very much like a hello how are you kind of person and I've always been um and I think that stems from me not wanting to feel like a burden on people and like wanting to keep the energy up and I always think of myself as an empath like someone that is I'm very affected by other people's moods and other people's like energies so like I'm always trying to be like hey everyone how are you and obviously I'm a normal person and I don't always (laughs) feel like a 10 out of 10 um so I think I just suppress that down and then when I'm writing music and like feeling really creative like it all kind of just blurts out of me like a big splodge um and that's where I found like that's why I find most of my songs are sad because it's all of the things I don't say comes out when I write music so that's tends to be a lot of like sadness yeah and like tension so I I think being honest in my music has is definitely something that I try try and be as authentic as I can so people can people can connect with it and and not feel like they have to be like me and pretend to be fine like it's music should be that tool to like unwind and you know get out of your own head or address things like I don't know yeah yeah totally and I feel like it's yeah it's a great way to connect and understand that you know someone might be feeling the same way you are and they've they've expressed it through music or through one word or a lyric or something and there's something in one of your songs that you said, 
Um, I'm confused now which song it is because I've got the titles wrong in my head. And I'm, I'm honestly, panicking. they all have love in it and they all have brackets. <laughs> so I do not play <laughs> whatever one. Uh, okay, I can tell you. Don't I think it's MD Love, I think, right? And it's the like, I wrote it down because it really like, I was like, wow, is do you ever get tired of pretending to be yourself? And that Thank really. Thank you. That's my fave line of that song. Is I'm it? really glad you said that. Yeah, yeah. What's that, the, I was going to say, what's that, the inspiration behind it? That line came way, like, before I'd even put it in the song. I wasn't writing it for the song. I just said it um, in a meeting at the beginning of the year. And this was, like, after last year, um, I decided, like, 2020, I wanted it to be, like, I'd released my first EP called Imposter Syndrome. And from that point on, I was like, cool, I want to develop. I don't want to just stay in this. I want to like move forward. And I was going through with my manager and my friend Aiden, who does a lot of my like creative stuff. Um, and we're sitting in the meeting. And I think we said like, I just, I'm so tired of pretending that I'm fine. Like I'm, I'm so tired of pretending to be myself. Mm. And then I remember me and Aiden looked at each other and we're like, I don't know what it is yet, but that's got to be involved in 2020. Um, and when I was finishing the track off, um, I was doing it with Rule, who's the feature. We were like emailing each other and like voice noting and stuff. And I was like, oh, I have this line. I think it could work. And yeah, that's how that came about. Um, but I think it's very true. And it's basically how I've, I've been living my life. So mm. um, I'm just, I think this, the next couple of songs in the last two, have just been about like being really honest with yourself and trying to like open the conversation up um, in people my age and people, you know, similar age to me um, to just be a bit more real and a bit more authentic on the internet um, and in real life. And just, yeah, just be honest with how you're feeling and, and know that it's completely fine to have a bad day and you don't have to be a 10 out of 10 all the time. Mm. So, would, you, yeah. would you think the effect of that is then when people aren't, being themselves like like you said like pre they're pretending to be themselves but they're not acting like themselves what do you think that knock-on effect is for people i think it affects it not only affects the person because i think living in that weird state of i'm happy i'm happy i'm happy i mean me being a prime example because then as soon as i play a minor chord i cry my eyes out um i think it just it, it it puts your mental health in a really strange place because you're not being true and you're not living how you, your body is telling you to. Um, so I think that's strange. And then I think things like on the internet, if you're pretending you're having the best, like one of the lyrics of the song is um, got to have the time of our lives or the, um, I don't know if I could swear time. Yeah. Um, and that line is a, a similar kind of idea where it's like, everything on the internet every instagram story people like taking these stories like yeah. editing them but it's not real life it's not real life and i think we should fine let's do that but let's also go this is a real life this is real life like stumbling over your words and not making sense and you know all that stuff i think we we forget that so i think that song is is just highlighting that we're human yeah, and I think that's what's really great of it because it, feel, it feels like the song is as much about that relationship with ourselves and the way we show up on social media than it is about anything else, you know? And it's like, 
I've, I've definitely fallen into that trap of like, just really like living my best life all the time on like mm. Insta and, you know, and Snapchat stories was the thing before Insta stories and like mm-hmm. being in like a club and just spending money to like buy bottles just so you can get the video of like the sparklers or just like, just exactly. nonsense. And it's like, well, you go on. Sorry. No, I was just like, it's like if you've, if you've had an ex and you're trying to like, I, a lot of my a couple of my friends went through breakups last year and um like they were like doing loads of stuff to try and pretend they were fine to their ex and I was just like that is wild but I mean I completely relate like I've done it in the past before as well but it's like why are you pretending you're not literally crying every night on the phone to me like it it's insane that we ha- feel like we have to do that yeah so how have you learned to kind of tune into those feelings and and living with more within yourself and your true self um I think like most of the time I am fine like I I think lockdown definitely I've had ups and downs in particular because you are just you do just you don't know what's going on so it's very hard to feel positive all the time um but I think when I feel something, I'm, it's, it's difficult because I do, I hate pity as well. So mm-hmm. I, I hate, like, when I put something on the internet of me being like, I'm having a really bad day and I just don't want to post it. I feel ugly. I feel gross. Like, I, I feel like I'm not talented. I can't write a song. La, la. If I post it on the internet, people are really lovely and they have <laughs> such lovely hearts that follow me. Yeah that they'll go, no, you don't, you're lovely, you're this. And then I feel really bad because I'm like, no, 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 please don't, please don't compliment me because I'm not looking for that. I'm literally just like wallowing in self-pity and I just um, want you to know that I don't feel great all the time. And I think it's kind of a balance. So I want to be authentic, but I also don't want people to feel like the need to to tell me I'm great when I don't feel great. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I hear that. Quite a weird... Yeah, because I feel like sometimes we, we, it's difficult. Yeah, I can, I'm trying to understand the situation because it's like you're putting it out there to be authentic, but also you don't want people to just give you the the compliments back because you haven't done it for the compliments. You've done it for yourself in a way to show up and be like, look, guys, you know, it might look like an amazing life and songs in the top 20 and in the studio and working with all these amazing artists and stuff. But actually, I have days like this and you just want to show up and, and, and be like that and just, just be that truthful self to your person. It's like, and I try to do the same. Like I'm, I'm, I might not show up on the day where I've been feeling like really bad, but I'll explain that like I might've been quiet recently because I was feeling this, this, and this, or I've been going through this, or I'll do like on the podcast, I've got like these in focus sessions, which are like little short eight to 10 minute um, episodes where I talk about one topic. So I might talk about something that I've been going through, which might be like, self-confidence or like um i went through a whole process last year of like non-attachment and learning to slow down so i'll like express those negative thoughts and feelings and the process i've had of trying to understand them through that sharing of my experience you know mm-hmm. without wanting people to be like oh yeah but it's fine because it's like i'm trying i'm working through that myself yeah exactly. i kind of get the predicament in like you want to show up but also mm-hmm. you don't want people to feel like they have to pity you for it because it is, it is sometimes it is just life, you know? And and what a lovely quality of people to feel the yeah, need to like look after. 100%. I think that it's, it's so lovely, but yeah, I think um, 
I do it not for the compliments. I do it because yeah. I want people to know that. I mean, technically, this is like the highlight of my career at the <laughs> Like, I'm, and I don't feel this like huge, like, I don't know, this, I'm like invincible at all. Like, if yeah. anything, I feel like whenever things are going well, and I think a lot of musicians can relate to it, um, I just feel like, oh, what am I going to do next? I need to, I need to work harder. I need to stay up later. I need to mm. keep working. And, and that can get really, really tiring. And that's something that I, I definitely struggle with. It's not just a, I'm amazing. Look at me go mm. at all, at all. So yeah, I definitely, I, I find that that's what I'm trying to do on the internet anyway. And yeah. the thing is as well, I don't want it to sound preachy because I'm learning as well. Like I'm, yeah. I'm 22, I'm, bop- I'm not like some <laughs> incredible knowledge bank. I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just trying to be honest with how I feel. Yeah. Um, and encourage I think, I think that's the truth of it though, is like, you know, I'm 32, so I've got 10 years on you. And the, the truth in the matter is like, I don't know what I'm doing either. So it's like, no one ever really does. And it's like, as long as mm. you can kind of try to figure it out in your own way. And if you're able to share that in some capacity, then that is all we can do really. Like we're never going to be like the, the Zen master. We're never going to be the Dalai Lama. We're never going to be Yoda. Like, you know. I don't know about that with you because you host a uh, meditation z- series every <laughs> single day. My guy. <laughs> you are that's you I'm, I'm trying to be there i'm trying to be there but i'm that's never I'm, you. I'm never going to be levitating like yoda put it that way mm. um, <laughs> um but so do, so do you feel like then that you have some kind of responsibility to, to to share these feelings to kind of help people understand what young people are feeling and what young people are going through I think so. I think like the reason I called my EP imposter syndrome is because when I released the music, I felt so exposed. Like I'd be, I'd been waiting to do this for my whole life. I'd be right behind the scenes. And then I released this music and I'm like, Oh, okay. No, I shouldn't have done this. I'm not used to that. All these people are going to think I'm, I'm this, that and the other. Um, and I felt like if I just pretend that I'm not feeling that, then that's completely like I've been living in this state of like panic for mm. like two months. So I just felt like there's no point in writing music if it's not honest for me. Um, because what, what's the point in starting an artist project? I'll just write for other artists. Um, so, yeah, I think it's, it's difficult, but I think the more you push yourself outside of your comfort zone, the more you grow. So I've definitely felt like the last six months of my life, I've just developed, I understand myself yeah. so much more um, because I've just like pushed myself a little bit further out yeah. every time. Um, What's the biggest step you've, you've made outside of your comfort zone in, in that six months? Oh, well, you know what I did? Um, I hosted a panel um, at a women's club nice. for, on imposter syndrome um, and had some really wonderful uh, speakers as well who are like some amazing women in the industry. Um, amazing women called Cassandra Gracie um, and just, like loads of um, wonderful people came along. And I remember being like, this is fine. I've done public speaking before. I've spoken to, p- to big people. It's fine. I sat down and I was hosting this panel. What was I doing? I was like, 
I do not know how to host anything. <laughs> and I'd written these notes, um, like pages of notes to ask everyone. Um, and, you know, not only were the, the panelists incredible and inspirations to me, all of these other people were very intelligent. And I was like, had imposter syndrome whilst hosting an imposter syndrome talk. <laughs> it was insane. Um, but again, I think once I finished that and I'd got over the fact that I stumbled over every single sentence and looked like a rabbit in the headlights. Mm -hmm. I was like, it's good I've done that because when I do it again, which I, I might do in the future, I'm not going to be as scared yeah. and it's going to, it's going to be better. And it's important to talk about that. And it felt like a self-help group for me, that whole <laughs> chat. Awesome. Because it was just like all these women being like, when they saw I was scared, they were like, it's fine. Like we're yeah. all here. We all feel that that's where we've come along. So yeah. that was really cool. And it was really lovely to, to have that environment. Um, yeah. Yeah, that was. Cool. Do you know what though? It's like I, I I completely hear that because like I well when I started the podcast right, I used to be so worried about the interview before I stepped into it that when I did step into the interview, no matter how much preparation I'd done, no matter how many questions I wrote down, I would still be sat behind a microphone and those first few like maybe even up to twenty episodes, like nervous in a way, but like excited, nervous, but worrying too much about like what was I going to say next what's the next question I want to ask like how do I want to approach this conversation and I'd like have all the questions there that I'd want to go through and I'd be like flicking through my notebook and I'd be like going crazy and then something clicked punching the microphone yeah yeah, a bush. yeah but then something clicked when I had a conversation with a friend uh, my friend Mick and he was like mate just just be in the conversation like don't worry about like the next question don't worry about the next topic you want to talk about. Don't worry about how you're going to end the podcast, how it starts. Just be in the conversation. He's like, when we're having a conversation, you're not sat there thinking about what's the next question I'm going to ask. You just have a conversation. Mm -hmm. And that really changed like a lot for me. And I remember the first podcast episode I'd done, I think it was with Reese Parkinson, who's a friend of mine. So it was a bit easier. And I put yes. the notepad down and I just went, right, I'm not going to use it. And it was like one of the most freeing conversations for me because I was just so in it. Yeah. And sometimes we get caught up in like the thinking of the situation, like with you on the panel, like all these people and you're feeling mm. the imposter syndrome and you're looking at your questions thinking like, oh, shall I ask that one next? Shall I ask this one? Who do I want to? You're trying to direct everything before you've even done it instead of just doing it. Yeah, exactly. Do you find like if if um you did the podcast in front of an audience, you'd struggle with that more or do you think you'd be chill? I've done a few live ones. I've done three or four. Oh, sick. Awesome. Four, I think. Um, How's that? Is that different? Yeah, because the, the conversation is a little bit different because you have to think that there's a, there is an audience there. But mm -hmm. I would still approach the conversation in the same way. But I'm also aware that there might be, well, there will be a point generally where we open up to Q&A. So, right. and I've hosted... You don't want to ask... Yeah too so you, many yeah exactly i mean i don't mind like, i'll go with the conversation much like what we're doing now but then i know there's a point where it's like okay let's get into the q a and at the end of the day the audience are there to hear the opinions of the people be it a panel be it a, a live podcast be it whatever people are there yeah. knowing that they're going to be there to sit and listen so like yeah. i think that's one of the things that i've really found comfort in is like knowing that actually people are here to listen to this conversation so let's just let's show up and let's have a really good conversation instead of worrying about trying to have a good conversation let's just have one 
That's so true as well, because it is just like you have, I'll have so many amazing conversations with people and not think, oh my God, what am I going to say next? It's just like listening. I think, I think lockdown's taught me to listen more as well. Mm. Like just actually sit and be still and listen to what the person has to say. Yeah. Um, I think that's, that's important. I don't think people do it very often, weirdly. I do think it's very much like, I've got to think about, I'm doing this next. And what am I having for dinner? And this, that, the other. Exactly. Exactly. It's funny because even like when I started doing these recordings over, over Zoom, like I was really struggling at first to like get into the flow of the conversation because I was so used to doing it face to face and Mm. having that exchange of energy, that exchange Mm. of like conversation. It was a bit weird doing it over Zoom, but then I I realized what I was doing is I was framing it as an interview over Zoom instead of just looking at it as a conversation with a a friend or someone over Mm. like you would on FaceTime or whatever, you know? And again, that completely shifted my my approach to everything. So yeah, man, it's so interesting how we frame things in our mind and we cause like a a storm of of nothingness just because of our thinking you know definitely yeah no I I completely get I feel like I've never really done interviews before as well Mm. like I'm I'm very like new to the whole like promo aspect of things <laughs> so like I feel like I've been trying to adopt that approach as well just like have a conversation like yeah. if you have a question ask a question and just chill and have a nice chat exactly like I love that when when people flip questions onto me like I think it's wicked because it shows that they're like in the conversation and then they're not mm. just like batting away answers back to me waiting for me to ask the next thing it's like you have you have to have that exchange a bit of to and fro in you know it's a conversation you know <laughs> Definitely, definitely. So what's what's one of your biggest challenges right now then? Biggest challenges? Um, I'm trying to figure out, I I already have like my next singles done. Um, So I'm just trying to figure out how I can create a world around that at Mm. the minute. Um, And, you know, through lockdown and through everything that's going on, try and be creative and remain like, in that state of creativity um from my childhood bedroom so (laughs) i think that's a challenge yeah just trying to yeah i think as i said before like just staying real online is also a bit of a challenge i think yeah because you just you're naturally wanting to pretend so i think that is something i i definitely consciously do every day yeah how do you check in with that, that, that pretending mode? Um, I think, you know what, I think it's become harder. I don't know if it's become harder or easier, but like in lockdown, you're not out at gigs every night and you're not in writing sessions with yeah. like these crazy producers. So it's, it's a lot easier to like not make your life look incredible like you're just chilling at home like <laughs> like I said celebrating with the chase and, and my cat so it's pretty chill to be fair um yeah I don't know it, it changes it's so up and down isn't it yeah and how what about like creatively have you have you noticed like uh increase in creativity like decrease because I find that like having been confined to you know the four walls of the house in a way I'm, I'm having to think about doing things in a different way. So like, you know, even just for example, like remote recording the podcast, like I wouldn't be doing the, the 10 AM meditation sessions if 
we weren't in lockdown. Like there's so many things that I've kind of started to do and appreciate and do things differently creatively because we are restricted in, in what we can do. So have you, have you found a similar kind of thing? Definitely. Like I think, do you feel like you'll do the meditation after lockdown? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of feel the same. Like I, I started doing these things called my uh, bedroom sessions where I'll like, um, I'll I'll ask like one of my friends or like I have um, a friend who's an incredible um, pianist. So I'll ask him to just like do his thing on one of my tracks and then he'll send it to me and I'll just spend a day um, filming loads of different videos and adding loads of different harmonies um, of my like tracks and then doing these like bedroom kind of acoustic harmony covers of them. Um, And I've just found that to be so fun. I think I'll probably carry on doing it after lockdown. Um, and that things like that have been really cool. I think creative in terms of like a creative, like dip. I think I think I've been creative in different ways. I think music-wise, it has been harder to collaborate, and I love collaborating because I think that's where, like, when you put brains together, that's where like sparks kind of happen. Um, unless you're literally a musical genius, in which case you do you on your own, boo. Um, <laughs> But I think that's been a little bit harder. Um, but in terms of like visuals, it's actually been really cool because I feel like I've gone into like, um, oh, what's it called? Like, you know, when you're survival mode. Yeah. I've gone into survival mode because I was very, I had a bit of a weird year last year where I, I had to take like a three month break um, because I had a vocal operation. Yeah. So all of the things I'd planned to do in my first year of being an artist, I'd been like idolizing um, for for so long. I just couldn't do, I couldn't tour, I couldn't sing really. Um, And I think this year I'm like, when we went into lockdown, I was very much like, okay, this is just repeat. It's a groundhog day of last year. And then I was like, no, it's not going to be groundhog day of last year. I'm going to do as much as I can. I'm going to do covers. I'm going to do um, live streams mm. and I'm going to try and push the boat out and, and promo my songs. And um, I did a music video in my room uh, for Empty Love, which took three days to film nice. and endless like FaceTime sessions to edit. Um, not to mention the amount of times like we we discuss like oh we should we should print this on a poster and then that can be in the background and, and maybe it can <laughs> yeah. be a hint to like uh, the old artwork and this that and the other and we got the the TV from the artwork sent down to to Brighton and really? in the background like everything it just made me go into this little world of how can I make this video my little baby like I yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so I think I just like focus all of my energy into that and being um, creative visually, I guess. Yeah, that's sick. And what, what did you learn then in that three month period last year that you brought into this year? Um, so I, all of the songs that I've released this year, have st- st- like I wrote within the first like two or three days after mm-hmm. returning to writing, which I find really interesting. So a lot of like the um pretending came from when my manager and my label were like okay you need to talk about the um the operation you need to see what's going on like the week after it was happening 
and I just wasn't ready like mm. mentally I was not ready to talk about it I mean I couldn't talk about it so it's too soon too soon um <laughs> No, but I, I didn't want to address it on the internet because I hate pity. And then I also didn't want to lie. So it was yeah. like this really weird period where I was like pretending I was fine all the time. And I was literally at home bawling my eyes out because I thought I'd never sing again and I'd never have a career and I have no plan B. I got rubbish due to see results. Mm. Um, so yeah, I just had no plan B and I just thought my life was over. Um, and I think a lot of that yeah it's it influenced the music that I, I ended up releasing this year and also I think it shows that everything happens for a reason because you know one year on and I honestly honestly thought I would never sing again um and I would have no career in music and then wow. one literally the one year on to the day I'm in the top 20 which is ridiculous it's disgusting but it just right. shows like with with lockdown as well like you don't know what's going to happen in a year so you've got to just stay positive and keep working and stuff exactly and, and sometimes you know it goes to show that like our biggest our biggest challenges and our biggest um like opponents in life in a way can actually be the moments where we experience the biggest growth and the biggest change you know and for you like 100%. you said you use that opportunity to create the music that you're now putting out and because you went through that three month period you wrote a song which is now in the top 20 a year later and it's like if you didn't have exactly. that experience you wouldn't be so it's like you know although sometimes when we're in it it feels really like you know we've all been there when we, you're really in the thick of it and you're like you can't see the way out you can't see mm. the way out. You're like, you can't see the end of the light of the tunnel. You just can't mm -hmm. see it. But you have to have the faith that that, that end of that tunnel is going to be there around the next bend or whatever. And what you're going to learn through that period is always, always a lot bigger than what you, I find that you feel when you're in that moment, you know? 100 that's lit that's literally how i've after that i always said it before i'd always say it to my friends like everything happens for a reason like bopped along but last year i i was honestly it's the thing that got me through i yeah. was like I, how can i take this period which feels like the end of everything i've ever wanted and and grow from it mm. um, and and i think that's what i'm trying to take from this year like I had to cancel all of my gigs um, in like May and I was yeah. supposed to be going on tour. And um, I feel like that as a new artist is so vital to do all the new festivals and start building up hype for yourself. Yeah. Um, and obviously I couldn't, I couldn't do that last year. Like I watched, watched all of my peers do it and build, you know, fan bases and have this huge, like, support system and then i just never got to do it and again i haven't got yeah. to do it this year i did one show in um january and it's like giving me the taste of it and i know i was like i know that's what i want to do i cannot wait to get out and do live shows like it's so exciting to think about but i'm just thinking of this period of not being able to do it as cool i can release more music yeah. i can i can practice i can watch more videos of debbie harry performing online <laughs> um and and really work on it and then when i get out there hopefully i'll be in a better position yeah that's it you, and you seem so like and i don't want to patronize you but you seem so wise for someone who's so young in terms of like the way you the way you process things and deal with things and like almost 
are in tune with your emotions. Like when I was 22, like I was nowhere near that. Like I was, I was so far the other way. Like that was like the beginning of me really going into like my depression more than anything. So like, what, what do you do or how do you keep yourself in check? Like from a mental health perspective? I just think it is just being, I I think I know myself quite well now um, and I've understood why I do things. And I think a lot of that genuinely does come from music because um, I'll be bopping about my day and like things like different things, like which was my first single. um, I'd not addressed, I'd written it about a situation that happened like three years before, like two, three years before. And I'd not addressed it. I'd just been like, oh, that happened. Yeah, like, no one loves me. It's cool. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Live my best life. (laughs) And then um, I wrote the song and I was like, I have not processed these emotions at all. Um, And it just like it like some of sometimes you write a song and it will come out so quick like two hours to write a song is like bullet speed it's Mm. so so quick and it was like the quickest song I've ever written so I think music definitely helps me reflect helps me learn from situations like I will never be treated like that again ever um and I'll and I'll keep growing with music like I will make mistakes and I will reflect on them in music and I think it's nice to have that. So if you're not a musician, maybe you can do it in other ways. Like I think meditation is a really cool mm. way to like each day just have some stillness and go, okay, why did I scream at my mom <laughs> today? But yeah, and also I think therapy as well. I, I think that I'm a huge advocate of therapy. I think it's so important to talk to someone that is not biased and can really help you just ch- talk to yourself basically yeah um, and i've i've been doing therapy for a little while and just like really understanding why i do things yeah um and yeah i think that's really important too what's the biggest lesson you've learned through therapy then um oh it's so hard i just think biggest lesson I'm not sure about biggest lesson. I think the lessons that I've learned is just just knowing myself, knowing, understanding, instead of saying things I don't mean or doing things I don't actually want to do, just take a second and go, this is fine. Um, understanding my self-worth to the point where I don't need validation from other people. I think that's so important, um, especially in music. Mm. Um and I really struggled with that last year as well. I was like, my whole identity was built off what other people thought of me. And it got to like September, October time after I released my EP. And I was like, I don't care. I am fully fine with who I am as a person. I know I'm a good person and I'm, I'm cool with whatever people think of me as long as I stick to my guns and stick to like living my life the way I want to live it. Sorry, this got so deep. I'm just a bit no. real. No, it's sick. It's good to it's good to have that realness, you know. And it's like that's that's what the the whole point of this podcast is is to to have those conversations and to share those ideas because it's like we all go through the same things. We all experience the same things in different ways, unique mm-hmm. to our ourselves and our experience of life. But ultimately, we go through the same things. Like the other day, um, I did a thing on my Instagram story talking about like fear. And I asked at the end, like, what's your biggest fear in life? And a few people replied and I shared a few of the replies. 
and a couple of people reply to me to, to, to those replies saying like, Oh my God, like all of these feel like me. And it just goes to show like whatever it is that we internalize and that we feel and we're experiencing, the chances are someone else is experiencing that Mm -hmm. thing in a similar way. Definitely. I think the more we can be in tune with that, like what you're saying and understand that and accept that within ourselves, then the more you're able to show up for other people, you know, Mm -hmm. and like for you, it's through your music. For me, it's through the podcast. For someone else, it might just be by having a conversation with their friends or whatever it is. And it's like, Mm. it's important for us to, have that understanding of ourselves so that we can then understand others, you know? I think as well, that's, that's the thing that made me fall in love with music when mm-hmm. I was like a little eight-year-old girl is that things that I didn't understand what, how to put into words yet, I'd listen to a song and go, that's it, that's how I feel. <laughs> I feel that way about George from Spanish class. I, that's how <laughs> I feel. Like, um, shout out George from Spanish. <laughs> shout uh, out George. <laughs> yes, no, but like, things like that I I think that's why I want to be as honest and real as I can with music because I want someone out there who doesn't really understand how they're feeling to listen to a song like different things and go I don't need this I don't need to be with that person because that person is bad for me or listen to empty love and go I need to be more real like I, I honestly, I, I do feel like I'm pretending to be myself sometimes and that's ridiculous. That's completely absurd. So I need to just chill. Yeah. So I think that is, I always say, I think music is so cool and so sick. And yeah. it's so nice to have like the opportunity for people to listen to my music. So yeah. Yeah. If it's people awesome. are listening, thank you for listening. <laughs> well, they must be. They must be. If you're rising up the charts, there's got to be someone ah, listening. Nah. Right? I'm sure it's not just you pressing repeat on on the streams. You'd be surprised. My mum is a pretty. <laughs> she's found her way around Spotify now. So. <laughs> so what's what's one of the things that you're wanting to work on on yourself at the minute? Um, things that I want to work on on myself. Um. Uh, what is in like internally or like uh, I think just being kinder to myself I think allowing myself to to celebrate and and to be like okay I did good this is all going well let's not panic and get depressed because we're worried about the future let's just chill um and you know when I'm having a bad day and I feel awful just go that's cool like you're not the worst person in the world you're not ugly you don't need to be saying horrible things to yourself you wouldn't say that to your best mate so Mm. chill um and allow yourself to have down days i think you don't need to be perfect all the time because that's ridiculous (laughs) yeah for sure like totally agree i think the down days are so important i've had a few of those recently where I've just kind of felt the energy's not right during the day. And I just say to myself, do you know what? It's fine. Like if, if I'm not going to get anything done today, that's totally fine. Just chill out, sit in the garden, mm-hmm. read your book and just get on with the day. Like don't stress and bring the guilt on for not finishing the podcast edit, for not finishing mm-hmm. a piece of writing, for not sending that email or whatever it is. Just like, just do like, just do what you want to do. Like you don't have to carry that guilt. And mm-hmm. I think that's super important because we do, we do try and do like too many things. We don't allow ourselves days off or down days or slow days, you know, and we feel guilty about it. And it's, mm. yeah, it can be a big shame. Like, have you, have you got any advice then for anyone who's listening, who 
maybe has been experiencing some of the things we've been speaking about, like imposter syndrome, like not feeling like themselves or not showing up authentically or not being in tune with themselves. Have you got any advice based on your experience of, on what someone can do to kind of go on that journey? Yeah, I think, I mean, a lot of what I've touched on for sure. I think everything happens for a reason. It's how I live my life. It's how I think it's, even if it's not true, it's a really nice way to think it. I think it brings the best out of your thoughts because you are consciously looking for the good in situations. So I think that's important. Um, Be kind to yourself. Um, Don't feel like one bad day dictates your whole week or your whole month or your whole life. Um, And yeah, just make sure you're being honest with yourself Mm. and real and don't, you don't pretend to yourself. If you're going to pretend to everyone else, fine, but at least be real with yourself and, and focus on that. And I think naturally like the authenticity will like seep through in all areas of your life. Um, Yeah. I think that's important. Yeah, I think it's true. I think starting with yourself is, for me, is the, is the key part because, you know, like you said, if you focus on yourself and at least if you're honest with yourself and it might be hard at first to really touch on that, to really dig into that, to really understand like who you are or what you're doing or why you're doing things. But if you can start with that, then like we said before, you know, that really it, 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 it elevates outwards into other people and you can start to mm-hmm. have the same understanding with other people and other things. And it's like, you shape your own world through how you view it and how you view yourself. Mm. So it's like, if you can really understand that and be true to that, then everything else kind of falls into place. And like, and like we said, like tapping into the, um, the, un- like that weird uncomfortable feeling where you're like, I, I hate this. I hate this. I want to get out. That's how you grow. Like if you live in that space for a little bit and then you understand that part of your brain a little bit more then you're like, okay, cool. I'm not going to, like I always find I get re- like, especially in lockdown because I can't just face to face meet with people. Like I'm quite, I'm super dyslexic. So I find it super hard to like write emails out and like yeah. send out. I really have to pr- like figure out what I'm trying to say. And it's like, sometimes I'm speaking a different language cause I can't quite get out what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and I find that when I'm like being sent things to approve and edits and this, that like I'm, probably the most annoying person to work with if you are ever trying to do anything creative with me because I'm so like particular on everything like everything has to go through me and I'm like no can we change this can we put that site to the right and I let that really affect me like really get in me and go it wasn't slightly to the left I'm so stressed out like everyone's gonna think I'm rubbish no one's gonna think where and then I have to stop and go it's fine this is fine this this whole situation is gonna be sorted and just chill. I think yeah. I just need to chill. I'm going to join your meditation class, I swear. <laughs> Proper. I need to chill more, yeah. honestly. <laughs> I'm interested, like there, you mentioned the dyslexia thing and not being able to like formulate emails and writings and stuff. So how, how, how does that work with songwriting? How do you formulate your songs if you struggle with like, you know, like I said, constructing an email? Like, how do you manage that when it comes to the songs? Uh, it's so different like if I write like I used to write on my laptop and as soon as I went to paper um it changed my handwriting is awful it's a huge no from me but um I'll like scribble it's like a mind map so I'll like scribble 
different lines all over the page. And I remember this one time, like this guy that I was working with was like, oh, can I see the lyrics? And I handed him the lyrics and like, it was like the verse up here, the second half of the verse down here, chorus. <laughs> And it kind of just is like my brain splatting onto a page. Um, and I think that's why I find like, I find it really stressful to just do things really quickly because I have to be very particular. And I, I do struggle with, with, I mean, I can't spell at all, but not that that's a huge issue with like modern technology. Yeah. Um, just things like that really stress me out. I don't know if that's a processing thing or if that's dyslexia, but I always have just thought it's just because I'm really dyslexic. Um, but yeah, my management find me the most annoying person on the planet because I don't reply to anything. I just jump on the phone going, yeah. no, can we change that? Can we change this? Can we change that? Um, yeah, it's just easier for me to like try and verbalize it, I think. Yeah. But like you said, you've got, you've got to do the things that work for you. And it's like, I find sometimes writing out a long WhatsApp message is just such hard work. I'd rather just voice note it. Do you know what I mean? And just yes, even like yeah. Instagram DMs, it's like, I'll just voice note a reply to someone because I'm just like, if I have to sit there and think and write out the text and I try and do it and too quickly. And overthink as well, like yeah. how, you, how it's read as well. I find that really stressful because like sometimes I've, I'll send things and I'll read it back and I'm honestly the worst overthinker. I'm so bad with it, but I'll read it back and be like, that that sounds rude. I've been rude. Oh no, I have to send them. An, and then you get like 70 messages from me just trying to come across <laughs> as not rude. Oh my God, it's such a mess. Yeah, I think it's just it's it's learning to deal with it, isn't it? Um, and I mean, actually, I'm interested, right? I heard I heard this story or I read somewhere that you uh, you climbed Machu Picchu the four day hike with a broken foot. Like, I need to I need to hear this story and how that happened. <laughs> oh my god, I'm such I'm honestly the least graceful grace on the planet. It's such a huge mess. So basically, it was like my mum's like dream. My mum and my brothers like really wanted to go and do Machu Picchu. So yeah. it was like my mom, my dad, my cousin and my brother, we all went, flew out to Peru and we'd been saving up for like so long and like been practicing hiking and all this, that and the other. And me being the queen of organization, I didn't buy my boots uh, six months before, like they'd recommended. I bought mine two weeks before. So they were like really rubbing, really uncomfortable, yeah. very like stiff. Anyway, so we get to like the night before um, we're supposed to leave and I really need to wait. And I got down from my bunk bed in the hostel at night and my brother had left his bag on the like leaning against a ladder. And yeah. I'm like the sleepy little mess, like trying to climb down the ladder and bish bash bosh fell. Oh. Um, and like well, at the time didn't know, but had broken my, my, uh, my foot. And my brother was like training to be a doctor and it, because of the, where I cracked it in my foot, like the fracture was, um, yeah. I could still walk and it just got really, really bruised. So if you, my brother was a bit like, uh, I think, I think it's fine, but like, obviously you shouldn't. And I was like, no, 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 it's fine. This is fine. I'm going <laughs> to do it. I'm going to do it. Um, so I put my boot on and I was like, just basically limped my way on this four day hike uh to match picture was would not recommend to a friend doing it with a broken foot but i am i think the only person in the world that's done match picture with a broken foot um i also got such bad altitude sickness because Did i you? took so long doing it because i was limping up the oh. up the hill so at the top i was like i am not well <laughs> oh god uh, but no, it was really cool. And it, I, I didn't want to like, if I'd stayed behind, like one of my parents would have to stay with me and 
I yeah, was not exactly. going to let that happen. I was like very keen to just give it a go. But to be fair, it was unbelievably beautiful. And I love, I love going hiking and like getting outside. So it was really cool. I would recommend go do it. Just don't break your foot. Yeah, no, I'm, it's on my to-do list for sure. Like I was in South America at the start of this year for a couple of months and I didn't, oh, I didn't make it to Peru, but that's like definitely need to get over to Peru and do some hiking and Machu Picchu oh, and all that. Yeah, yeah, honestly, it's like, do you, do you hike much normally? No, only when I'm traveling, really. Right. Yeah. Well, honestly, I would, it's insane. Like you see like pictures of these views and you're mm. like, oh, that, that looks amazing. And then when you're in front of it, no camera, nothing can even capture how incredible it is. Like we were on the top of this like mountain and the clouds were like, we were higher than the clouds. So it was just wow. like, a, like a sea of cloud. Um, it was freezing cold, but it yeah. was a treat because it was just so beautiful. Yeah. unreal sick yeah. it's on the to-do list is that i wanted i actually wanted to go back like in the second half of this year to south oh. america to do like peru ecuador and stuff but obviously not going to happen yeah right now. a couple so of my friends had to fly back because yeah, of they? the corona yeah oh but wow definitely once it's all over we'll uh have to hit it up exactly. peru. Sure. I'll, do it sure. I'll come i'll come along and try not to break my foot this time yeah do a meditation at the top hey <laughs> yes oh my god you'd be so good to go with you could like do your meditation <laughs> keep so everyone sick. zen <laughs> so and got, also I, it's nice you meet loads of new people yeah. as well it's really cool yeah well that's what i love about traveling is just the, the variety of people you meet from different cultures different backgrounds and you just like well, i could do a, i mean i have done whole podcasts on like what i learned from traveling and it's just mm. like pff, it's insane you know and it's that's why i yeah. love to do it. it it opens up your mind in a, in a new way and helps yeah. you yeah for me, it helps me tap into all of the things that we've spoken about, you know, like understanding more myself, but other people as well. And, mm. you know, being at one with nature and all of these things, it's just, you can't beat it really. Do you go on your own or do you go with like friends? So I've been uh, on two like backpacking trips. One was to Japan last year with two <gasps> friends. Jeez. Yeah, Japan's oh, sick. I'm so jealous. I want to go to Japan so bad. I think that you'd like culture. it. Oh yeah. my gosh. I'm so, I'm going to go one day. It's going to be sick. Yeah. I can't wait. You'll be going on tour one day. Hey. Oh yeah. I'll be hitting it up to drug <laughs> takes to come over. Hey, sing it back. <laughs> and then, yeah, my second one was this year. I went with two friends again. I went for two months and my, my friends only went for a month. So I had the second month by right. myself. And that second month by myself was like, I learned a lot. Like yeah. you're in new environments, meeting new yeah. people. You don't have, like, I like to have someone that I can kind of like, that have comfort Bounce in. Off. The, exactly. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that was an experience. That was, that was no, I, I, I want to go and do that as well. I think traveling, traveling alone is definitely a bold move. Mm. My best mate and my brother have both gone alone and they said like, it just pushes you so far out of your comfort zone. And they're yeah. actually two of the most, the easiest people to talk to in the world because of, traveling i think because they can make friends with any person it's yeah. such a good skill um and just like have a conversation with anyone from any walk of life i think that's it's awesome yeah, yeah for sure 100%. push that, yourself that, out of your comfort zone exactly hey. there's themes here there's themes themes <laughs> so i got one final question for you gracie um what does happiness mean to you oh could you ask me a bit, bit deeper question that would be good just a deeper one would be sick no, that's it. That's it. That's what no, you get. Joking, joking, joking. <laughs> um, what does happiness mean to you? Uh, just getting to do what I love. I think I just being able to, I think once I lost my voice last year, I didn't realize how much happiness 
music gave me how much um how much like fulfillment i felt um and i read this book last year which was i can't remember the name of it but it was surrounds um like japanese culture actually and how um that in their culture they really look for their purpose and look for what gets them up in the and they don't have a word for retirement in japan they have they just do what makes them happy and i think that's what you have to do you have to focus on things that make you excited things that you get you in a state of flow like that's so important and i think one of the main sources of that is definitely music and being creative and having the opportunity to like share what's inside my brain with people and and see them connect with it so i think that's what happiness is to me is that was that the question Yes, so, it was. Yes. It was yes. I didn't know if I was answering it. It's so wrong. I'm sorry yeah. if I, I mean, was that wrong. Was the was the the book that, about Japanese culture? I can't remember the exact title. I think I know the book you mean. Is it called mm. something like Igagashi? It, or something yes, like? it is. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a phrase they've I got, mem- isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I can't remember because I, I read quite a lot of books around. Yeah. Um, around that subject, like this time last year, so. Yeah, it's an awesome book that, um, and just like, uh, yeah, Japanese culture is awesome in that sense, for sure. Yeah. It's it's so, it's so about just focusing on what makes you want to get up in the morning. Um, yeah. And yeah, and I do think it's hard, especially in lockdown, like people's kind of purpose has kind of been stripped from them in a lot of cases. Mm-hmm. Um, like mine was kind of last year with the whole not being able to, write music for three months so i completely sympathize with what people are going through yeah um but yeah if it happens for a reason guys that is the that's the key hey hey <laughs> love that well look this has been an awesome conversation so i thank you for the time oh um, thank you and so i wish much. you all the best of everything because i think you're onto something really amazing and really special not just oh, for yourself oh, but you. like musically as well so yeah looking forward thank to seeing so the growth um, hey. and before we sign out do you want to let people know where they can find you online where they can keep up to date with you where they can listen to the music whatever yes. it is you want to shout about my so my instagram is gracie with an ey i'm everyone gets confused i'm gracie with an ey um and on twitter i think it's like gracie music um and follow my youtube where i do my little bedroom covers yeah i, I mean i post quite a lot on the internet i yeah. quite like getting my voice out there and tiktok so, yeah. gang as well Oh, and TikTok. Yeah, Grace, Grace, Grace on TikTok. TikTok's wild, you know. Is. TikTok is wild. You can put up a video that you've not even thought about and it would just get like 16 million views and you're like, what's going on here, please? Send help. <laughs> Very cool, though. Yeah, Definitely so- a lot sillier on TikTok. So if you're looking for my deeper side, maybe maybe go on my Twitter or my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, look, thank you so much for the time. This has been absolute pleasure. Yeah, and you, and you, honestly. I'll see you tomorrow at 10 a.m. for your, your meditation, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, well, awesome. Um, have you done much meditation before? I do like Headspace quite a lot. Yeah. You know, that, that app is pretty pretty sick. Um, but in terms of like full meditation, no, not really. So yeah. I'm going to be a little beginner, like, guys, what's going on? Hey. No, you'll be all right. Like, because I've, I've used um, Headspace quite a lot. Like, that's, that's where I started, like, learning about meditation. And mm-hmm. I've kind of just incorporated like a lot of their meditations into my own. So that it's only like 10, 15 minutes at 10 o'clock. So it's not like we're going deep for an hour. You know, it's like a little <laughs> quick one. So Awesome. Well, I'll check it out for sure. All right. Nice well, one. have a lovely rest of your week. You too. You too. And uh, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow at 10. 
Yes, you too, Ted. All right. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. So there we go, guys. That was Gracie. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. I love this conversation. I think Gracie's energy is amazing and her honesty and how in tune she is with herself is something really to be admired. And I know that some of you would have taken a lot of value from this. So if you did and you think you know someone else who would benefit from hearing the episode, be sure to send them the link or a screenshot because it's important we continue to spread the positive vibes and messages of episodes like this. I started this podcast to help inspire positive change and you can also be a part of that by sharing the love. And if you did like what you heard in this episode, be sure to leave a review. Even better still, hit the subscribe button so you get the latest episode straight to your phone. And as ever, you can connect with me on Instagram at IamAlexManzi. Let me know, hit me up what you liked most about this episode. What were your biggest learnings from this episode? Hit me up on Instagram at IamAlexManzi and I will share my learnings as well with you. So thank you for listening. I will see you for the next episode. This podcast is produced by Unedited.